0: Hello and welcome to the One Foot Woman podcast. I'm your coach Aileen and today is episode number 12. So let's get started. I'm going to be talking about common questions and concerns that come up. So first of all, how long will it take? People always want to know how long will it take? I've got this thing coming up in 10 weeks, 12 weeks, six weeks, and I really want to lose X amount of weight before then. So the answer to this is it's really impossible to answer <laughs> as it depends on so many variables so you know the more weight you have to lose, the possibility that you might lose more weight each month is there the less weight you have to lose it may take slightly longer you might lose less weight each each month because you have less weight to lose so we need to just think about these things. Um, One of the things that we do know is that consistency over time, hitting your daily goals is going to get you there in the quickest possible way. So rather than thinking about how long is it going to take, it's not happening fast enough, we need to focus our attention on each day. What are the things I need to do today that are going to compound to get me my result in the long term? So they would be things like getting in our daily steps, um, staying within our calories, hitting our protein target, it might be consuming more vegetables, it might be eating regular meals. Um, it, it just depends on what you need or what you have discussed with your coach and they have advised that they think is beneficial for you and best the best route for you to take because remember, everybody's different. Um, stopping because you're not getting results fast enough is one of the most common reasons that people really never reach their goals and they're on and they're off because, as an example, they might lose a pound in a week and be like, this is not working for me. But in actual fact, it is working for you because if you have lost weight no matter what it is that's weight loss that's how it works you might you might be able to focus on those daily goals I've said those process goals and improve those so that maybe that might become faster but we don't stop because the amount of weight we've lost is not as much as we would have liked we just keep trying to improve and most importantly not stop so if you lose a pound half a kilo, 500 grams, etc. This is weight loss. And we need to remember that these, these numbers will compound, our efforts will compound. So a kilo a month is 12 kilos a year. Yes, you might want to get faster results, but there are some things to consider. Are you happy? Do you, not feel, do you feel unrestricted? Are you managing to enjoy some social events? And do you feel that you've got balance? Because if you've got those things, and you've lost a pound in a week or a kilo in a month, then this is going to be sustainable long-term. And you could just stay with that, feeling happy and get your results. It might take longer than you would have anticipated or would have liked, but you will get them. So, I mean, would you rather take a year to get your results or longer? It often takes longer as well. It just depends on, on the situation. Or would you rather say it's not fast enough Stop and not get any results. This is really the question. We want to always be taking action towards our goals rather than stopping where we're taking no actions and we're not working towards our goals. So remember that if the scales are going down, no matter how much, congratulations. Like this should be celebrated. You should be happy with, you know, what you're doing and the fact that you're not stopping and you're staying with it, even though it might not be as quickly as you wanted so just keep doing what you're doing. Okay, planning. So I talk about this quite a lot. So why is planning important? And um, a lot of people say, I, I don't have time to plan. But planning literally gives you time. So um, I give this, everybody I, everybody I work with, the number one thing I say is you need to plan for your week ahead. Sometimes I'll get clients that come back to me and they, they wouldn't have been able to meet their daily goals throughout the week and then I will say did you sit down and write your plan and I will say no I just didn't have time to do it and sometimes this is a reoccurring theme where they just don't do it um, and they don't stay on track with their goals and they will mention other things that they couldn't do but they, they said oh, I couldn't hit my protein target um, I wasn't able to get my workouts in and I said did you plan for the week no so, if you're being given the advice to plan, which I give to everybody, it's literally the number one thing. It takes ten minutes, then that is probably a starting point, and that that could be the reason why you're unable to stay on track. Um, so, before you, so as an example, before you start your working week, like you get into the office if if you're working from the office, or if you're at home and you've you're um, you've got things to do around the house, usually you'll sit down and write out a list. Um, If you're at the office, you'll have a look and say, right, I've got this meeting, I need to prepare that for this. I'll do that here, I'll do that then. And that helps you to stay on track so that you um, meet your commitments in the office or other commitments you have to do around the house. And the same thing applies for your personal week. So you really should be sitting down, writing out. It takes 10 minutes and it can feel quite overwhelming and something that's quite foreign. But once you sit down with a pen and paper, you'll be surprised at how quickly you can reel off a few meals for breakfast, lunch and dinner. You can put in when you need to, um, when you have time to go for walks or do your workouts. You know, are you picking up your child from basketball? Do you have to sit there for an hour or two hours or from swimming club um, or whatever extracurricular activity that you're having to ferry them around to? And you sit there and you know you've got two hours and you get really, really hungry. And maybe there's a little cafeteria there or a shop, or maybe when you get home, you're just like, you've been so hungry that you just eat anything. At those times, could you just take a protein bar and have it in your bag? That's sort of part of the planning process, thinking, right, I'm going to be out. I get hungry here. What can I take with me? Um, People who write down their goals are 42% more likely to achieve them. So... The food that you're consuming throughout the week, when you'll go for a walk, when you'll do your workouts, they are your daily and weekly goals that compound to get your end results. So planning really helps keep you organised. It stops making, it stops you making decisions based on hunger. It reduces stress over what to make. It sets you up mentally. So when you're just going to the fridge without a plan and going, oh, I really want to eat something healthy. There's all this food. I, I don't know. I'm just going to do what I usually do or get a takeaway. I feel overwhelmed. When you've written down, right, I'm going to have a, a chicken stir fry tonight, done there's no decision there there's no stress you just take out the ingredients you eat it you're already set up mentally for that healthy meal it builds good habits it saves you time reduces stress and it only takes around 10 minutes so hopefully everybody listening will give it a try to um, plan their week ahead next up are you listening to the advice that you've been given so or the advice you've been been recommended to take so very often, I'll come back to the planning again. Um, I obviously give my clients advice on um, what they should be doing to get started working towards their goals. And it's really important that we try to listen to this advice. So I'll give advice on, you know trying to hit a certain protein target for the week, and then people will come back and they haven't actually done that throughout the week. So you know three to five servings of protein. Per day, that's what we're aiming for. It doesn't have to be perfect, um, and we can always look to improve. You know, we think, okay, well, I didn't hit my protein target today. How can I improve to make that happen tomorrow? And that is part of the planning process. But often, things like that, getting in daily steps, fitting in the workouts, um, people know that they should do it. But they don't. And then they're like, well, this isn't working for me at the moment. I I haven't lost any weight or I haven't lost as much as I would have liked, which I've already discussed as well. Um, And then I say, well, did you plan for this week? Did you write down like foods that have got protein for each meal? And they say, oh, no, I didn't have time. And that's really been given the advice that's going to help you and not taking it because you think that you don't have time to or you think that it's not going to be important or it's not going to help you or it's not going to work for you. But you know, if you're reaching out to work with a coach, what you've been doing hasn't been working. And it's really time to be like, do you know what? I'm going all in, I'm going to take this advice and I'm going to try to um, do it to the best of my ability. And if I can't, I'm going to reach out to my coach, me, Aileen, and say, I couldn't do this. And then I will be able to offer you advice on how you can make those things happen. So just making sure, checking in with yourself, being honest with yourself, am I actually doing the things needed to get the results that I want? Um, Next up, are your food rules holding you back? Food rules, these are things like I don't eat carbohydrates, I don't eat after this time, I can't eat eggs twice a day, or or I I wouldn't eat eggs for lunch, or I don't eat sugar. So these these are what we call food rules, and we really want to move away from having food rules and be able to check in with ourselves. Do I have food rules or these beliefs where if i eat these certain foods at certain times or if i eat carbohydrates as an example because this is one that comes up so much like do i believe that these are not going to help me in the long term so my coach is saying to me i need to eat protein at every meal Um, my coach is saying to me that I should include carbohydrates, I don't want to restrict any food, I don't want to have food rules, but I'm still doing it because I'm stuck in the belief that those things don't work for me. And I think that my coach doesn't know what's best for me because I know what's best for me because I know myself. But what I've been doing hasn't been working. These are like ingrained food rules and we need to try to let them go and um, again come back to the advice that we have been given. If we have these food rules, that's restriction. When we have restriction, it can often make us crave the thing that we're restricting. And it can also make us feel quite miserable because it might we might get a preoccupation thinking about this thing all the time and feeling that, nope, I've got the willpower. When it's not about willpower, it's about balance and including everything in our diet um, so that we can sustain what we're doing long enough to get the results that we want. Um, next up, protein shakes. So... People often think that a protein shake is a supplement or can I have protein or what is protein? A protein shake is simply giving yourself a serving of protein that's 20 to 25 grams in a really convenient and easy way. That's all it is. If you are the sort of person that cannot hit your protein target by eating it with um, sources of protein, tofu, chicken, fish, um, dairy, eggs, a little bit of protein in them. Then a protein shake might be a great idea. You could have it with water and some fruits, milk and some fruits. You can mix a scoop of protein powder into yoghurt, which actually makes quite a yummy dessert. Um, You can have a bowl of oats with warm water and then mixing in protein as well. So there are many different ways that you can consume protein, but it's nothing to be scared of. It's just um, whey, which is derived from um, milk. And it's not um, a supplement or something that you should be concerned about if you can or if you cannot take. It's just adding a convenient boost of protein to your diet. So like I said, if you're somebody that can't hit your protein target, you keep trying, adding 25 grams or 20 to 25 grams in a shake could be a really convenient, easy way for you to boost that. Next up, scale weight. So I'm just going to bring this up again. I talk about it a lot in a lot of my podcasts. Um, and I think it's just important to keep uh, reiterating um, and just reminding people of that. So scale weight is really often a reason why some people stop as well, because they just get so caught up in the scale from day to day. The scale weight represents not only fat gain and fat loss, but it's a representation of everything, our whole body. So when we get on the scale, it's measuring um our bones, our muscle, yes, our fat, but not specifically, it's just all part of that. Um, It measures how hydrated we are, if we need the bathroom or not, um, the, the amount of food that we've consumed, if we've eaten carbohydrates, sodium, all of these things play a role, our cycle, all of these things play a role in what that number on the scale says. So from day to day, if you're the sort of person that gets on the scale, it says 70 kilos, You get on tomorrow and it says 71 and then you're like, oh, I'm going to eat one less meal today or I'm going to change something because I've gained a a kilo overnight. You know, I need to, if you're doing that day to day and then you get on the next day and it's gone to 69.5 and you're like, oh, okay, phew. And then you get on the next day and it's gone up again. Because this is how it works. It goes up from morning to night. It goes up from day to day. It might go up every day for a week. And then on the last day of the week, it might considerably go down. Everybody is different. We don't know what specifically it is that's making the scale weight fluctuate from day to day. But what we do know is consistency is key. So please don't ever get on the scale from day to day and be upset if it's gone up. Change things if it's gone up. And base your your happiness and your progress on this day-to-day scale weight measurement. The scale is a great tool to show progress over time. So time is like two weeks, three weeks, a month. From one day to the next, we don't get on the scale and think that we need to change things because it's gone up and down. It's going to go up and down. You can jump on the scale every day. And this can help some people to actually make peace and, and get over... And understand scale weight fluctuations because they'll see each day it goes up and down. They can start to be like, ah, okay, yeah, Um, I drank so much water yesterday or I ate my dinner really late. Or if we've had a workout and we get on the scale, we'll get a muscle pump. So um, the scale might be heavier then. So... Weighing yourself every day can help some people. Some people are like, This is a no for me, and those people shouldn't do this. But for some people, it can actually really help them to understand the fluctuations in daily scale weight. So let's just remember that scale weight is a great tool over time. When to uh, change or adjust things. So, as I've just been, this question is on from the last, which all of them are. Um, when to change or adjust things. So, as I said, some people will get on the scale from day to day and then they'll think oh I need to change something because I've gone up a kilo from yesterday when well, we know that scale weight fluctuations are 100% completely normal when we will change or adjust things what we say is usually two to three weeks with no change nothing's changed your scale weight average is, is has not changed um, your measurements haven't changed your photos haven't changed And nothing has changed. You don't feel better. Your energy isn't better. Your clothes don't fit better. But you have been consistent on all of those days. Then we might say, okay, right. So maybe you're maintaining your weight and we should reduce your calories a little bit. Maybe we need to just increase, if you're on quite low calories, increase your expenditures, maybe getting in more steps. But it's very rare that we will need to change or adjust things, honestly speaking. Because usually we just need to look at the daily habits and process goals that people are doing and making sure that they're doubling down on those first, making sure that there's consistency there rather than thinking, I need to change something. We need to look at what we're doing. Did I stay within my calories every day or am I saying, well, yeah, I, I did more or less. So I don't understand why nothing's changing. More or less, no, we, we, we don't know what more or less means. More or less for some people might mean Oop, I, I didn't get my protein target on two days for some people more or less might mean well I didn't track on uh, Saturday and Sunday so it varies from person to person of what more or less means or I did pretty much stay on track with my my calories so we just need to look at those things rather than thinking I need to change something doubling down on our habits and behaviours that we need to compound and be consistent with over time to get our results. Next up um, being honest with yourself I've I think I've mentioned this throughout this podcast already, being open and honest with ourselves. You know, sometimes we can feel like we're we're making an effort to change things and we're doing a really good job at that, but we're still not getting the results that we want because we're making all of this effort and we have changed things and we have done things. But we really need to be open and honest and, and sit down and go, okay, did I hit my calories every day last week? Did I get my daily activity? Did I get my workouts in? Like, Was I really consistent or was I making an effort and I feel like that is also consistency? Because making an effort is great, but we need to also make sure that we're being consistent with our efforts from day to day. So just being open and honest with yourself and looking back and going, did I actually do all the things that are needed? Um, is there anywhere that I can improve so that next week is uh, better than the week before? So that's um, being honest with yourself about that, which will really serve you in the long run. Um, I'm in a calorie deficit and I'm not losing weight. So there can be a number of reasons for this. But first of all, if you're saying I'm in a calorie deficit, I'm eating less calories and I need to maintain my body weight and it's not working, you're not in a calorie deficit. Now, that might be because of The last point about, you know, really checking in and being open and honest and seeing if you did do the things. But it can also be unintentionally unaware of the amount of food that we're consuming. We know that um, in certain um, studies, it was shown that even dietitians were over consuming by 254 calories per day. People that are highly experienced in nutrition do that. Um, And people that were, let me get this straight. Um, and then, general population that were tracking calories were under reporting the amount of food that they had consumed by fifty percent and over reporting the amount of daily activity they did by fifty percent so as you can see there 's a massive um, discrepancy there, and that was unintentional so just remember that when you're um, just remember to Think about things like um, not tracking in ret- retrospect, like thinking, Oh, at the end of the day, I'll go onto my fitness pal and put in the food I ate today. It's really easy to forget something. Thinking about, um, you know, cooking with oils, drinks that you've had. Are you tracking on weekends? You would be surprised. Some people are like, Well, Monday to Friday, I was so good. Um, So Saturday and Sunday, I didn't track, I didn't realise that I had to. So things like tracking on weekends, tracking every day, tracking oils, tracking condiments. um, You know, Also, I've had people before that have said, oh, I only had um, two of these tiny, tiny um, chocolate mousses. I didn't track them, they're so small. When they were like 200 calories each, they were adding an extra 400 calories, but they didn't think it was relevant because the food that they were consuming was small. Often if something is small and sweet, it means it's calorie dense, a lot of calories for a very small amount. So just remembering that if you're not losing weight, you're you're not in a calorie deficit. And if you've got a coach or you're working with me, then that's something to reach out and and, and discuss with me because we can go through and and try to identify the place or the area where maybe you're not sure that you need to be tracking something or adding something or, or you're forgetting about something along the line. Or, um, you know, sometimes people track their food, they cook their food, but they track it as a raw weight and vice versa. So just thinking about things like that. Also pasta, the raw weight and the cooked rate, weight is different. So these can be um, ways that we're having, there are discrepancies that we're unaware of. So we're not, you know, if, we're, if I'm saying, you're, if you're not losing weight in a calorie deficit, you're not in a calorie deficit, it's not me saying oh, you must be lying about something or you're not being truthful. There are many different ways that we can um, not know that we're consuming more than we need to. And then finally, um, I'm going to go into... So if you have like a medical condition or or something else like that, it's... So very often people might have something with their their thyroid or um, polycystic ovary syndrome or... um, maybe be starting menopause and things like this, and they'll say, I've got this, so it's just playing with my metabolism, it's it's stopping me losing weight, my metabolism must be so low. Very often, these things don't actually, they don't directly impact weight loss, but what they do impact is maybe your levels of, of hunger, um, and maybe they disrupt your sleep, so you feel um, fatigued and tired, which can also impact hunger levels, making you feel hungrier. So, just remembering that no matter what you have going on, you can always improve from where you are. And you know, if you're somebody that's got any of these things that I've mentioned, there will be ways to work with that. Um, and be able to still move forward. So we don't want to just think, oh, I've, I, I've got PCOS, so I'm never going to be able to lose weight because that really messes m- with my metabolism. That's not necessarily true. And we just want to make sure that, you know, maybe there are increased hunger levels. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep and other things. Maybe your hormones are up and down, but we can still implement strategies to help you work towards the results that you want, you know, so... Don't think that just because you're um, perimenopause, menopausal, you have PCOS, a thyroid issue or another medical issue, that that's it for you. And also thinking, well, I've got that, so that's what's holding me back. There are ways to work around all of the symptoms that come with those things. So again, if you're suffering with any of those things and you feel like that is the sole reason, it just might be, like I said, making you feel fatigued, making you feel hungrier, perhaps your hormones are out of regulation and there are ways to work with that. So never feel that you can't improve from where you are. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to that today and um, have a great day and I look forward to speaking to you at the next episode. If you have any questions, reach out to me on my Instagram at PT or message me directly.